With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Harry Wakes right to the last. Hello and welcome to Last Word on Spurs. Oh, how about a first word on Spurs? Gutted, 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 gutted. And joining me, gutted this evening or this morning, if you're listening, or tomorrow afternoon, or, uh, oh, gutted. That's all I am, gutted. Anyway, I'm Richard Cracknell. Like I said, calm it down. All right, let, let, let's analyse this. Joining me on the show this week is Jamie B. Uh, Jamie, yes, Jamie B. I nearly said Jamie B. Jamie B. <laughs> Can you be Jamie V tonight? It's not V for victory. Oh, gutted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jamie I'm... B. from the Daily Hotspur. Jamie, evening. Good evening. Yeah, absolutely gutted after that one. I think that was one where I was kind of just. I just don't know how we kind of managed to throw it away. It was um it was very it was a very, very difficult one to take. But look, it's it's all about we can't overreact now. I think that, that was an it was a strong performance. I know people will obviously criticize the way that we played, but I thought it was the way we were able to dug in. We defended, um, we obviously created a lot of chances, and we saw we came up against the Liverpool side today who were right up for it. They looked so totally up for it, and that's that's the hardest game of the season by far. So that's that's the one game we've got out of the way now. Yeah. We're still well up there. We're only three points off the top. Um, we're still in second place. So we've got to remain positive about it. I think that, that we're still in this title race. You can't overreact about it. It was a pleasing performance. Um, it was a very a performance that I'm proud of. I thought there were lots of good individual performances tonight. But um, 
yeah, I think overall, um, absolutely gutted by that one. That was that was a really, really difficult one to take. So, yeah, it is what it is. Here, here. Now, we've made this circle of chairs in the church hall, formed the therapy group, and taking a chair along with Jamie is Mr. Chris Carlin. Evening to you, Chris. Evening, Richard. Um, obviously not the result that we wanted, but we are still second in the Premier League. Um, you know, it was a really strong performance tonight. Jose Mourinho said after the game that he would have been disappointed with a draw. We went to Anfield tonight to win. We had more than enough chances to win. Harry Kane, Stephen Bergvine, I know we're going to talk about this you know, later on in the show, but we had chances at Anfield to put this game to bed, to get the three points. Sadly, it wasn't to be. Um, but, you know, it's very important. The next six Premier League games and then we face Liverpool at home. So it'll be an interesting few weeks. Very, very much so. And, you know, I like you, Chris, because apart from my mum, you're the only person that calls me Richard. Everybody else calls me Crackers, even the kids. I quite like that, actually. And finally, joining us uh, this evening is the voice of reason, the voice of hope, never the voice of doom, with the blue book and the train. It's Mr Lee McQueen. Evening, listeners. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit on the floor. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm going to need uh, you guys and some some awesome messages from from the listeners as well to to kind of pick me up a little bit. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why, crackers. I'm on the floor. It's not because I thought we were rubbish and this that and the other. I wouldn't be on the floor. I'd be I'd be annoyed if we were. I thought we worked our absolute backsides off that team. What they're doing for each other out there, you know, makes me proud. And 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 as Chris said, and as Jamie touched upon it as well, we had. We had chances. Look, I got the blue book out straight away to get these horrific stats out of the way of the game because, you know, you've got to put these to bed very quickly. Uh, they had 17 shots, 11 on target, 76% possession, uh, 807 passes. I mean, let's be honest, we come up against a very, very good side today. They're unbeaten now. Uh, previous to, to this match, 65 games they haven't lost at Anfield. I mean, it is an absolute fortress if, ever, if there is one. Um, ironically, the only Premier League game this week to have fans in it. Uh, I think I think that's a stat. <laughs> Couldn't make it up, could you, against Spurs? Um, and uh, you know, we had eight shots, uh, only two on target, 24% possession, a measly 250 passes. A couple of key things I want to kind of look at is uh, is our passing accuracy, 60%. That wasn't good enough, so I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, but my word, did we have some chances and, and we should have scored them. And, it, you know, we've been so clinical, haven't we, crackers and, and listeners in in them positions that so far this season and just eluded us tonight. And, and that's it hurts. And, and I am hurting. So I'm sure we'll get into it, mate. No, you are absolutely spot on, Lee. When you're gutted and not angry, that's when you know you've had the, the, the performance that you wanted. But look, I, I'm going to set my stall out early here and take take my position in this. And there may be some conjecture and disagreement or agreement, but I made some little, little notes at the end of the game. And you know what? They lucked out that first goal. That was that was just pure luck. The deflection in off a post, we, they've lucked it. We've absolutely crafted an equaliser, and it was it was just it was sublime, absolutely sublime. Um, they're, they're seasons into their project, seasons and seasons. It never happened overnight for Liverpool. They had a few run up run ups at it. Mourinho's had just over a year in this Spurs 2.0 and we've gone toe-to-toe to them with them tonight. And as Lee's already pointed out, 66 games now 
So no one's going now and, and turning them over. It, it's just, just not happening. And you only have to look at the way they celebrated at the end of the game tonight. It was like they'd won, won a cup. They knew they'd been in a, in a game. So, I mean, to, to be where we are tonight after one year of Mourinho, a gutting 90 minutes, but overall and the way things are going, because you have to look at it at a broader picture, you just, you can't be, you can't, well, I'm certainly not too upset. You know, the listeners may tweet in and mail in and, and say different, but that that's where I, I am with it. And uh, yeah, it was, um, I mean, first off, I'll start with you, uh, Jamie, and uh, it was a slow, cagey old start, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was, a, it was a slow burner, and we we did play within ourselves, and we gradually, gradually came out. But yeah, very, very sort of ultra Mourinho start for us, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, we we knew we were going to set up like that, and I thought that Liverpool did start very well. I'm, I'm, you know, although their goal was quite lucky, I don't think you could really fault it because they really were all over us. Um, I think the way that we did respond in terms of getting that goal was really impressive. Um, obviously, we counted so quickly that the TV cameras managed to miss it, so um, that was obviously a bit of a, a, an annoying moment. But you know, I think it was it was like a, it was a slow start from Spurs, but I thought Liverpool, as we said, they were fantastic this evening. They were well up for it. They knew they were going to have to really try and break us down. They've seen the way that we've played, and you know that's obviously credit to us the way that we've managed to make ourselves a real contender. Because you could see they know that we're a contender for this title, and they really respected us tonight. They went all out for it. Um, you know, maybe in a game against Fulham, they don't have that same motivation, but they know they've got to go and get a result against Spurs. So. Um, yeah, they started really well and I was just pleased with how we did respond in the end because we obviously went and responded quite quickly. So that was quite good. Good stuff. Chris, coming to you, um, as I said, it was that sort of feeling each other out a little bit like the start. It was almost like a boxing match tonight, wasn't it? It was, it was that sort of first early rounds, a few little jabs going in. and uh, But we get 15 minutes in and there's uh, the Eric Dyer handball decision, which went for us, unbelievably went for us. And at that point, I'm thinking to myself, oh, hello. Oh, hello. We've, we've actually had a decision here. Uh, but uh, but for, for all the world, given what's happened with VAR since it's been introduced, you feared the worst at that point, didn't you? Definitely, yeah. Of course, when the ball hits the uh, the arm or the hand, now of course, uh, you know they go to VAR and you know most of the time point to the spot. But yeah, this one went for us. Um, but going back to uh, your point, Crackers, of of um, you know how Jose Mourinho has really transformed the team. You know, within this, you know, just over a year that he's been in charge, and bearing in mind as well that we've had all of the lockdown and you know all of the games behind closed doors, it's been a very difficult year for him. Which one of us Tottenham fans or even the listeners thought that we were going to be title contenders at the start of this season? None of us. None of us went into this season thinking we can win the league. Of course, we all dream of it. You know, it's 60 years since we've uh, last won the league. But, you know, at the start of this season, who thought of it? And, uh, you know, sitting here now, Tottenham are second, you know, only a few points behind Liverpool. And of course, in the last couple of days, in the last couple of weeks, all of the results have gone for us. The last time that we lost before tonight was on the opening weekend against Everton. You know, we sat um, in the last 32 in the Europa League, you know, very comfortable in that. And then we're going to be playing a quarter final, uh, you know, against Stoke in the League Cup. So, you know, overall, the overall picture 
you know, the type of football that, um, that Spurs are playing, you know, yes, tonight was very, very disappointing. But as Lee said, the team put a shift in. Every single one of us, I think, can be proud of Tottenham tonight. You know, we showed real character coming back into the game. Liverpool, um, you know, had so much uh, possession, uh, so much pressure in that first half. It was delightful to see that we went in, you know, 1-1 at half time. Hunmin Son finishes, uh, you know, again, superbly. You know, we all know what he can do. Um, but overall, the bigger picture, yes, we've lost tonight. Yes, it's gutting. But it's all about, you know, the future now and all about, you know, turning this result around. Because performance-wise, I thought that, you know, we match Liverpool toe-to-toe. -to -toe, and I think that, you know, going into that home game in seven games' time in the Premier League against Liverpool, I think tonight is officially where the title race has actually started because Jose Mourinho has ruffled a few feathers at Anfield tonight and, uh, you know, let the game begin. Yes, love it. Stirring stuff, Mr. Carlin. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, coming to you, Lee, our, uh, our lineup, starting lineup, Loris in goal, Aurier, Toby, Dyer, Davies, Hoiberg, Sissoko, Lo Celso, Bergwijn, Son and Kane. And we set up, as a 4-4-2, um, yeah. and we really was, I mean, the back four was like a table football back four, wasn't it? They moved sides, and it, it's, it, literally, they were mm -hmm. on a bar, wasn't they? And um, But but uh, Ndembele and, uh, and Reggie on the bench this evening, were you quite surprised by that? Um... A little bit. I mean, we talked about the Celso uh, a couple of pods ago, didn't we? And he played. He, he played some really. Um, uh, he played really well, didn't he? Last couple of games, and then he was uh, left out for Ndombele, uh, and m maybe it was just a, a shift thing. I think playing in a four-four-two, it, it it made it slightly different. Um, and he obviously put a four-four-two um, in there to to combat their their fullbacks. We talked about the fact that you know, giving Man City the space out out wide or an Arsenal out wide when we're playing the low block was fine because ultimately it was an intricate passing uh, in both of them teams. They don't really score loads of headers, whereas actually, and it, and it proved so again tonight with a corner. You know, um, the Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson are outrageous. Their crossing ability is ridiculous. So, so we had to kind of nullify that. So. I think that's why he went with a four-four-two. Um, I've got to be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not that fussed when Jose picks a team. I used to be like, you know, like, oh, you know, this ain't right and this ain't right. But, but actually, I, I totally trust Jose and what he does. Like, I'll be honest with you. So, I'm, uh, you know, I, I thought that you know whoever he picked was right. And he, I suppose you look at um, uh, Reggie um, or Reggie, uh, whichever way. Um, you want to say it? I think it's his birthday day, so uh, happy birthday to him. Uh, but he didn't. He didn't start. And, and Davis coming. A lot of people were saying, "Oh, you know, Davis." But I thought he'd done well. You know, to be fair, that more defensively minded than bombing forward. And and I think that that was uh, pro probably part of the game plan. Um, and yeah, I just still, I just feel that, I, and I and I hear what Jamie's saying. I hear, I, you know, I hear what Chris is saying about the, the title race, and all of them points are absolutely valid, and I totally agree. Uh, that you know, who would have thought that we'd be here and so on and so forth? But but we had an opportunity tonight to really have them, like we did. Like it's not as if you know the stats in my um, in the blue book and stats everywhere would say that we had two shots on target, which obviously we did. But we had the Kane header, which he he should have put in the back of the net. You know, you had two Bergvine chances. You know, the second one at the post that that's got to go in the back of the net. Um, you know, we had like you said in the first half it was absolutely outstanding counter attack with Lacelso really driving forward. You know, and I think that was his place in the side, it was a shame that he got booked. I think he was taken off a little bit early because of his booking that he had. 
Um, and we had some chances, and I think that's why, why I'm a little bit gutted. I think that the little mini league, I've got to talk about it because, you know, I've been talking about that since since these little bout of fixtures, and we're now on the final fixture coming into that uh, against Leicester, but it's not great reading. And, you know, I don't want to be doom and gloom, but, you know, we needed to take two points per game out of that little mini league and we can only get a maximum of 1.83 now so we're behind the curve and as it stands we're only on 1.6 points per game after that defeat today so I do I do think though we have got away with one um you know City drawing against West Brom out at West Brom Southampton drawing today against Arsenal you know um, some of the other results that we've had, you know, Chelsea dropping points again. So, you know, we've had, uh, you know, Leicester lost tonight. So we have, we have, had, we've kind of got away with one, but I'm just a little bit frustrated. I'm very proud, actually. I think that's probably the best word. The second half performance was excellent, uh, in, in my view. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're lambasting our second half performance, then I, I would personally, I'm saying give your head a wobble because uh, I thought we were very, very good. Um, and, uh, you know, so we can go into that Leicester game at least on on the back of something. But it does hurt, doesn't it? A last-minute winner. If you're the team that gets it, it's amazing. But if you're the team that you're on the end of it, it's a gutter and, and that's how I feel. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the whole essence of football there, isn't it? The ecstasy of grabbing that last-minute winner and the agony of being on the other end of it. And I think that is why we all love love the game and hate the game or gutted by the game so much. But the point you was making It's the hope there, that keeps Lee, you and it's the hope that kills you, right? It's the hope that kills you and it's the hope that kills you. We've said it so right, many times. Yeah. Oh, preach Brother McQueen, isn't it just? But um, that leads me nicely on to a couple of uh, questions and points that have come in from the listeners. And as ever... Thank you so, so much for, for making those. Um, at Hubsy85 said uh, five uh, points separate first uh, to 10th, uh, which was the case before uh, tonight's result, which I think it might be up to about sort of six or seven points now. But generally, he's just saying it's like first, first attempt is so, so tight. But he did ask who goes on to make the top four at the end of the season. So that's something for us to uh, to have a look at. But uh, at JMS78 has said, is it better for teams to keep taking points off of each other like they have been or to see a two to three team breakaway group and what suits us? I'll put that to you, Jamie. Do, uh, are you liking this tight pack that we're running at the moment or would you like to see a little breakaway group uh almost like a marathon race where you get that little group that runs out four or five of them and the rest a little bit behind so i mean look the, the results some of the results have been absolutely crazy and it is crazy to see kind of where that where different teams are at the moment of course southampton are right up there um but yeah i mean maybe maybe a you know a breakaway would suit tottenham um i think as well you know jose Mourinho. And a, you know I, I think i would definitely suit jose Mourinho um and the way his teams are but yeah, I mean, I'd be more than happy with that. I mean, look, again, it was, you know, if we can get back and even getting back into the top four, yes, of course, we want to go for the title. But I think just to get back, even back into that top four again would, would be such a big achievement considering where we were last season. So, um, yeah, I think a breakaway, I'd more than more than happy with that for me. Lee, coming to you again before we, we throw over to Chris, um, you're a man that works in keynote speaking and getting the best out of people, etc. That's your your bread and butter in life. So, Jose, tomorrow morning when he goes into the training ground, 
he, he's, he's got to use the performance today to, totally. to lift the lads, isn't he? Surely he, he, he's going to go down that route, isn't he? Yeah, of course. And, and I think, you know, I think bit hurting about it is good. I think if, you, if you're coming off and you're not, you know, I, I think that um, uh, Roy King said it the other day in the Manchester Derby, they're coming off each other, they're hugging each other and they're, you know, doing this in the Derby and whatever. You know, we're coming off that pitch tonight, we're hurting. And, it, and, it's, and it's, you know, we're gutted. And, you know, it's, you know, we can feel sorry for ourselves and we can, you know, cry in our porridge if you want. Oh, yeah, oh, nightmare. And, you know, we can go on a bad run or you can roll your sleeves up and you go again. And that, that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, you get up again, you go again and you go, you go fight. And I think Jose would be saying that. The leaders in the, in, in the, uh, in the group would be saying that. Um, I, can, I can imagine uh, Pierre Hoiberg coming out and saying things like that and Harry Kane. And look, it's very disappointing because... We didn't play badly. The game plan, like regardless of how much football we had in the in the first half, that was the plan, right? So you know, from a, from a execution perspective of the plan, the players it was virtually perfect. Obviously, it wasn't perfect because we lost the football match, um, and we wouldn't have wanted to do that. But you know, other than that, there was no silly mistakes. We we're very strong across the pitch. Um, I, I thought that every man worked their absolute socks off, like like you said, crackers on on the group about working working as a dog. They did. Um, in the first half and in the second half. And the, and the game of football is a lot harder when you haven't got the football. Um, you know, when you've got the football, it's a little bit easier. And, and Liverpool had a lot of the football. So, you know, it was very, very tough to take that, that, that defeat. And I think that when you play the way that we, we set up and the way that we do, if, if it works, it, you, you know, you're, you're very pleased. And if it doesn't work, you, you come away gutted. So he will use that to fuel. I, I, I do agree with Chris when you talk about the title kind of starts now. I don't want to be just talking about top four. Now, we're in a title race. It might be another five, eight teams in the title race, but we're in it. And, you know, we, we've shown with the resilience, with the drive, with the desire to actually, um, our, our mentality is changing. And we, we fancy this now. And I think this team now, um, I, I think this team now realises actually this is what we're going to go for. And, and I'll be honest with you, Crackers, they've still got to go to, they've still got to go to Man City. And I'd love it. And I'd love it if they beat them. <laughs> That's for the, some of the uh, older <laughs> listeners, right? Uh, with a bit of a, a Keegan-esque rant. Uh, but no, I mean, all seriousness, look, I think, um, I think like, as, uh, as Chris said as well, and I've just done another quick mini league here, and we've got Wolves, Fulham, Leeds, Villa and Sheffield United uh, before we play Liverpool again in the league. You've got to be taking maximum points out of that lot. And, and we can do it. Absolutely, we can do it. We've got, we've got a very, very good record, so we can do it. No, absolutely, mate. Spot on. Uh, Chris, coming to you and uh, at Real Muscle Talk, which is probably a Twitter handle, but I'm never, ever going to get anywhere near. But I do thank him for sending this in. He said, um, we lack that bit of extra class this evening. And um, he said, oh, Bergwin, he's not quite good enough. Now, do you think that Jose can actually take this squad and improve those players, or is there still some upgrades to be to be done? Do you think there's another ten percent, twenty percent in the tank of some of these players and get them up to that Liverpool class? Well, that's what I think is so great about um, you know our head coach Jose Mourinho because he's always looking to improve. And you know, look at the look at the Chelsea nil nil draw a couple of weeks ago. He said how disappointed the players were. And he would have been disappointed with a draw tonight. You know, he's always pushing for that little bit more. And the leaders that he's brought in in the summer, you know, is disappointing tonight. But as I keep saying, you know, we've got to see the bigger picture. And, uh, you know, we are title contenders. 
And when you go back to, um, you know, talking about Stephen Bergvine, very, very frustrating uh, night for him because um, I think, you know, that opportunity where he hit the post, you know, he did everything right. It was just so unlucky. On another night, that would have that would have went in. And uh, it looked like he was actually running off to, to celebrate. And, you know, he thought it was a goal. And all of us thought it was a goal. Um, but it's just so frustrating. And Harry Kane, you know, missing that header from two, three yards out. On another night, this would have been a glorious win. You know, we could all sit here and pick Tottenham apart, saying how dreadfully wrong it went. It didn't go dreadfully wrong tonight. And that's the difference. You know, in recent years, you know, I've been to Anfield many, many times. And it's one of those places where we never seem to get great results. You know, the last time we won there was 2011. Um, you know, we can go on about how great a, um, you know, record they've got at Anfield. But Tottenham's record at Anfield in Premier League history is absolutely awful. But it was completely different tonight. Jose Mourinho had a game plan. We almost, you know, got the three points there. We should have got the three points there. Jose Mourinho is very, very disappointed. You know, we all feel very disappointed. You know, he's got, he's got a game plan. It's never going to be silky football. And I've said this on this podcast many times before. Under Jose Mourinho, it's never going to be silky football uh, winning games 3-4-0 every week. You know, like we did uh, sometimes under Maurizio Pochettino. It's going to be very, very different. Jose Mourinho is setting up the team in every single Premier League game to win. You know, he's never talking about the title race. He's never saying about Tottenham being title contenders. He knows how good we are. Um, but, you know, going back to your question and your point about players, of course, he's going to improve players. You know, he's a very, very good man manager. Um, you know, he's been there, done it, won every single trophy in the land. And let's hope that the next trophy he does win is with Tottenham Hotspur. I, th I think the other thing you've got to say is we're, we're one year in, again, we're one year into our project and they're six years into their project. And the way we went there and kind of felt as though we almost matched them, really. I mean, obviously, I know we didn't go there and play on the front foot, but we played in a way where we could have won the game. We could have, we, we were very close to getting a point. So you've got to say that after a year in and we're kind of producing a performance like that against a Liverpool side as good as they are and as good as, and even better on the evening, then you've got to say that's, that's really impressive. I still think there are components missing from this team. And, you know, when he gets that opportunity to continue to add into this squad and hopefully he'll add maybe one or two bits in January, then you know, we're going to keep getting a better team and, and, and these performances will become more effective. I think tonight we had to have a perfect performance and there were moments in that game where we weren't quite perfect. They said the chances we did miss, uh, maybe there are more opportunities that we could have created if we had players that were allowed us to go forward. But, you know, I think in time, um, maybe in another year's time or whatever, um, I, I think we'll become an even better side. So, you know, the place that we are in a, after a year, I think we've got to say is, is, is very pleasing. Can I just say as well that I think a lot of us Tottenham fans need to get used to the fact that when we play a top six side, particularly away from home, you know, we are going to give a lot of possession away to the opposition. And, you know, there are going to be, you know, very few chances. And it is about taking those chances. And Hun Min Son, um, you know, you saw that in the first half, very, very clinical. We had one shot on target in the first 45 minutes. Hun Min Son put it away. It's just, it's just such a shame that we didn't do that in the second half. You know, because had we have... Uh, you know, finish those chances, we would be sitting here absolutely delighted with three points sitting top of the Premier League again. So, um, you know, we have got to get used to Jose Mourinho's style. I know it's not the Tottenham way. I know it's not what we're all used to watching. But, you know, like I said, Maurizio Pochettino brought us some fantastic football. But, you know, sadly, he didn't bring us any silverware. So, you know, whatever way Jose Mourinho is going to play at the moment, let's hope that the trophies can come. Yeah, trophies are coming, mate. I think that's what you was about to say. <laughs> no, I just want to pick up on a point about that that clinical thing because I think that 
you know, there'd be people screaming at their, um, you know, through their earbuds or, you know, from whichever device they're listening to this now going, what are you talking about? We held our own. We nearly won. Fulham got a draw against him the other day and Fulham are rubbish and this, that and the other. But I think to put it into context, that, that's where we were let down today is our finishing. And I don't mean that in a real horrible way. It's just a criticism. If you're going to analyse the game, it's analyse it right. We wasn't clinical enough in them scenarios when we got into them. Now, we created the scenarios. And I'll go back to a point I made on a few pods ago um, where, uh, and this is a rugby uh, analogy. So Johnny Wilkinson kicked that last last minute uh, extra time winner uh, in the Rugby World Cup final 2003. And the way uh, Sir Clive Woodward set the team up throughout the entire tournament was to, to get Johnny Wilkinson in a position to be able to do that. Do you understand when, where I'm at? And, in, and on the biggest stage, away from home, in Australia, against Australia, in the final, we as a team, the England team, managed to get Johnny Wilkinson in that position so he could do what he did. Coming back to Tottenham and Jose, that's how he sets up. So he sets up technically, technically um, and tactically to get into the counter-attacking position so that we can, but when uh, Bergwijn's in that position, it, it puts in the back of the net. And, you know, and, and that for me is where we fell down a little bit today is that we wasn't clinical enough when we got in positions. Now, if we hadn't got in positions like we didn't against Crystal Palace until the last nine minutes, the other, the other game, that's when I'm having a go at the team. Cause I'm like, what are you guys doing? You're not, you're not executing the jobs correctly or, you know, silly mistakes, or whatever. There was no silly mistakes tonight. You know, that, you know, you could, you know, Eric Dyer gets blocked off on the, on, on the edge of the box for, 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 the, for, for Bobby Firmino's goal. You've got Kane, who's just absolutely been headbutted. He's probably half concussed, to be fair, after everything that we've just learned this, this week from one of our very own Jan Vertonghen and what we saw happen against uh, um, uh, Jimenez and, uh, and, and Luis a couple of weeks ago with fractured goals. You've got the guy that's come up and, you know, you could argue that he, he, he was a bit, didn't know kind of where to go, what, what he was doing. And, you know, and, and it, was, it, was a, um, it was a fortunate goal, a set piece. I, I can't stand conceding from set pieces. Eric Dyer gets blocked off on the edge of the box. That's the first time that we've conceded this year from a corner. Can you believe that, Tottenham fans? Listeners, can you actually understand that blue book stat? That's the first time that we have conceded from a corner, like in 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 the air. That's it's, it's unbelievable. So so you know it's because of them certain things, very very fine margins that go the way of Liverpool today. I mean, if we were more clear, look, they the stats tell you that they had like eleven shots on target and Luis had to make saves. But every time he made a save, did you think they were going to score? I think in what I I thought one brilliant save when he pushed it away with his left hand. But I don't remember, they, they go on target because it, it goes straight down his throat. But there wasn't like, they they didn't batter us, did they, in terms of shots on target and Luis had an absolute worldie. Uh, who was your man of the match? It weren't Luis, was it? So so I, I think we just needed to be more clinical in front of goal tonight. And that's where I come away a little bit like, oh, and look, we need to see a reaction and I think we will. And unfortunately for Leicester, I, I think we're going to get a big, big reaction and, and, and that's going to be very, very pleasing. But, you know, it's a clinical thing. It's fine margins. And we've said it so many times on the show, that is the margins that you are dealing with at the top, top level. And it could have gone either way, couldn't it? No, absolutely. And talking about man of the match performances, um, attention, Eddie Hearn, attention, Eddie Hearn, you can forget Tyson Fury versus AJ. All you need to do, put top of the bill, Sadio Mane versus Serge Aurier. Jamie, I'll, I'll come to you with that. 
Um, what a battle that was this evening because, you know, Sadio Mane is a fantastic player. As you have to say, you have to take your hats off to, to great players. Mm. He's fantastic. Serge Aurier dealt with him all evening and yeah. didn't they have a ding-dong? It was wow, wasn't it? I, yeah, Serge Aurier was absolutely outstanding tonight. And of course, you know, Sadio Mane, you could probably say he is one of the best, he's probably the best winger in the world right now, along with Tsumin Son. Um, and the way that um, Aurier kind of handled him was absolutely fantastic. Um, the, the progression that he's made has been absolutely outstanding. I think in the past, we know that he's a guy who has got plenty of mistakes in this game. But today he was kind of absolutely faultless. Um, the way he's able to kind of use his body to win fouls as well. Um, he's able to get us out of um, difficult situations. There was a number of times where Mane ran at him. He took the ball and then was able to start moving the ball up the pitch. And he was fantastic. I saw a stat that uh, he made 10, I think it was something like 10 tackles today. That's the most any players made against this Liverpool side this season and last season. Um, so it goes to show you how well he did defensively. And um, he's just come so far as a player. And today he was just all so switched on. And that's what you've got to have um, when you're playing in a system like that, where you're doing a lot of defending. You've got to have players that can be switched on that have that desire and, and he's, you know, he's been absolutely outstanding this season and tonight he was by far the best player on, on the pitch for Spurs. Um, I thought he was absolutely fantastic, along with Hoybier as well. I think Hoybier again was magnificent, but Aurea was just, yeah, really, really good. You've segued me beautifully into a point about Hoybier. I was just about to make thank you so much, which I'll put over to Chris and Lee as well. Um, on 53 minutes, Hoiberg took a tactical booking, which was it, it was it was great. I mean, you don't like to see players getting booked, but he's he's made a little pullback, took a took a booking, took one for the team, as they say. But uh, bookings and disciplinaries is that something, Chris? We need to be mindful of. I don't know. Lee might be out of help with his little blue book here where we are on bookings and if anybody's treading a bit of a tightrope at the moment, because that could actually be quite significant with teams if they're missing players through suspension. Well, Jose Mourinho said all along in the Amazon documentary since he's arrived at Tottenham, be aggressive, you know, be nasty, you know, don't be nice on the pitch. Um, you know, Tottenham have really changed. You know, this season, I feel that we are a lot more aggressive. And when you bring in a player like Pierre-Emile Hoybier, um, you know, he's a leader, he's a cat, he's a former captain, you know, Southampton, and he knows exactly what he's doing. And uh, I think he's absolutely fantastic. And, you know, one of the first podcasts, um, you know, that you were on, Richard, um, you know, a few weeks back, um, when you said about Pierre-Emile Hoybier being like the dustman and clearing up everything, you know, he's, he's the perfect um, thing to say about him because that's exactly what he does. He clears everything up. He sees the danger. He spots the danger. And, you know, when, when you need to take the odd yellow card here and there, that is what a leader does. That is what a, uh, a midfield player needs to do sometimes, you know, to, to get the, the team out of trouble. So I think that, um, you know, Pierre-Emil Hoybier is without doubt the, the best signing um, of this Premier League season for any club. Yes, Lee, I dare say you've got the stats ready. I've got a little blue book here, Sam. Um, he's, uh, he's only got two yellow cards in the Premier League so far. So I, I don't know if it's all competitions, is it, that you get banned from or is it just a Premier League? But he's only got two bookings. And that, actually, just looking at some, some of the key, key stats here as well, he's actually only committed 25 fouls this season in the Premier League. 
So, uh, you wow. know, that's actually quite... Uh, 13 wow. games played, he's committed 25 fouls. So he's only actually committing two fouls per game, which is, which is considering the job that he does, and I, again, I completely agree with Chris, he's been absolutely outstanding. I have to go back to Sergio Rio, because my word, he was my man of the match by far. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. And I gave him a bit of a, a, bit of a roasting, didn't I, for the silly mistake at the, uh, the, the Palace set-piece goal situation he gave away for, for Zaha, uh, on Zaha. Um, but my word, he was absolutely brilliant tonight. At, look, like I said, as as most of the defence were, I mean, I don't think you can criticise the defence too much. Uh, I thought we, we 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 defended really well. We tend to defend really well now. We tend to so much more resilient and so hard to beat. And that is such a Jose trait. And who would have thought that we've been saying that? Um, Chris, you said at the beginning, who would have thought that we'd be kind of second in the Premier League at this stage? But who would have been thought that we got, you know, it's now the joint, I have to say, but the joint best defence uh, in, in the Premier League. And, you know, we're so difficult to beat now, aren't we? It's a really hard game. People now, and, and again, it, for listeners as well, if you, if you, uh, when you're listening to the pod, listen to the previews of the other fans as well, because it's fascinating to hear how how much they're you know they um, they think about us now and what our opposition fans think about Spurs. You know we're very insular sometimes, aren't we? Very critical of our own team or whatever. But actually, from an outsider looking in, other fans they're looking at us thinking, well, I don't want to play Spurs. They're really difficult to beat, tough to you know. And it's really interesting that we are tough to beat, aren't we now, guys and listeners? Yeah, very, very much so. I mean, you only had to hear uh, Klopp's uh, reaction at the end and Henderson's reaction at the end, uh, Martinez uh, doing the punditry this evening, and so many people, they're all saying they'll be there or thereabouts. And sometimes, you know, you can't see the wood for the trees when you're a fan of that club. And, and you're, you're absolutely right, Lee, getting that perspective from somebody else and how they see you can really get you back in touch with, with where you are. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's a good listen and a good perspective to get. Uh, just before we take a break, Jamie, with the box office sensation that is Jose Mourinho, as we've already seen on the Amazon doctrine, and he's post-match, he lit the paper, hasn't he? He's absolutely lit. As Chris said, we've got that game coming up against Liverpool at home, six, seven games time. And uh, he said that he spoke to Klopp at the end of the game and said the best team lost tonight, but yeah. then went on um, to make some some further further comments to uh, <laughs> to the Amazon reporter saying that if he got up to the antics that Klopp does on the touchline, he'd be sent off and Klopp gets a different uh, preferential treatment from the fourth official and the officials at the game. And I thought, wow, there you go. That's lit run away and let that explode. Yeah, I mean, that's what Jose Mourinho does, isn't he? He's obviously a guy who, um, who who likes to kind of work work his way in the press and kind of get a message out. And I think he totally knew what he was doing. He's obviously trying to wind Liverpool up and um, wind Jurgen Klopp up. And then there's obviously reasons behind that. We know he's done that every club he goes to and it seems to work. So um, I think surely there was a, a reasoning behind why he's decided to do that. But... Um, yeah, I, I, you know, it was, yeah, I, I thought it was entertaining to listen to. Um, and yeah, um, I think that game against Liverpool at home is, is going to, we're going to make that a really, really difficult game for them. Um, and that's why we can't be too disappointed. You know, we've gone to the hardest place in the league. Unfortunately, we haven't come away with the result, but we're still well up there. And um, as I said, that that's going to be a game now where we're going to try and get those three points back. 
um, and we're going to make it very, very hard for, for Liverpool to come to our stadium. Uh, Chris, coming to you a few a few times uh, during the evening, I made some notes. Jurgen Klopp looks rattled. Jurgen Klopp looks rattled again. Jurgen Klopp doesn't look happy. He was he was snarling and up and down that touchline, was he? And you just feel like Jose might have just got under that cool German skin of his, doesn't he? But he certainly seems to have rattled him, doesn't he? Definitely. And more so after the final whistle, after Jose Mourinho's comments. And of course, Jurgen Klopp, he looked happy about the win. But as soon as they mentioned Jose Mourinho, his face uh, expression soon changed. And I think that the rivalry between them two has really you know, started today. And that game, as I say, in seven Premier League games time is going to be very, very interesting. Because if Tottenham have any chance of going back to the top of the Premier League at that stage, it will be a huge, huge game. But, you know, you've got to think that Jurgen Klopp, has seen Tottenham come to Anfield today. We've given them a very, very good game. You know, Jose Mourinho said to him, you know, instantly after the final whistle, the best team lost. You know, I completely agree. I think the best team did lose um, tonight. And, uh, you know, Tottenham should have picked up the three points. And I, I know Jamie's shaking his head there, but... You know, for, for me, Jose Mourinho went to Anfield with a game plan. It was all about the game plan. You know, I know a lot of fans on Twitter and other social media outlets have said, oh, it's a dreadful performance. It's this, it's that. That's how Jose Mourinho sets up in these games. You know, parking the bus. You know, a lot of people use that expression. You know, it's not parking the bus. It's, it's defending very well and it's defending it at stages of the game. Um, you know, we play a lot of counter-attacking football. It's just not the style that we're used to as Tottenham fans. But that is what we're going to be playing like. Um, but, you know, Jurgen Klopp would have been very rattled by Tottenham tonight and he would he would seriously be thinking tonight that Tottenham are serious title contenders. You know, all of the uh, the top uh, Premier League uh, teams and managers are all saying the same about Tottenham. They're all worried about Tottenham. And I think that every team, when they do get a good result against Spurs this season, they will be celebrating like they've won the league because Tottenham are a real force this year. And, uh, you know, when they get a result, they're going to be celebrating about it. But... You know, it's up to Tottenham now to turn some of these games into to victories because when you look, you know, the Newcastle game, it should have been three points. The West Ham game should have been three points. Um, you know, Crystal Palace, we drew. Um, you know, we lost to um, Liverpool tonight. Um, you know, so it's all about the, the next few games. And, you know, December and January are key if Tottenham are going to be title contenders. You know, of course, at the start of the season, we all thought that we were top four. But now we want that little bit more. Exactly. And I love that point you made about uh, Jurgen Klopp's facial expressions and how it changed when uh, when Jose was mentioned, because he goes from smiley Jurgen, doesn't he, to Jurgen pulls his face where he looks like, I will kill you and my heartbeat will not go over 87 beats per minute. It just completely changes. I do. I love the fear of it all. And I think that could become the new running battle in the, in the Premier League, all a la uh, Fergie and Wenger down the years. And uh, let's hope so. But if he has us battling against each other, it was it was absolutely fantastic. But um, well, Joe, just coming to you, Lee, before we take a break. And uh, Chris said he agreed with Jose, but the best team did lose today. Uh, are you thinking the same or was it the best team didn't get a draw this evening or the best team got what they deserved? Where, where are you on that? I, I think a, I think a draw would have been a fair result, to be fair. 
Um, I think when you, when you look at all of the stats, you know I love my stats. You can't really argue. We're going to have more possession, more passes of football, miles more shots on target uh, than, than what we did. Um, that said, like I said earlier, we had our chances and, and we we should have been more clinical and putting them away. I, I don't think it was because Liverpool battered us that we lost tonight. I think it was because we didn't take our chances that we we lost tonight. And that's what I think. So yeah, I think, you know, a draw would have been a fair result. I'd have snapped your arm off for a draw um, uh, uh, before the game. And at 1-1 in the 90th minute, I'm thinking, see this out, job done. And we, we move on to, uh, to, to Leicester on Sunday. Um, that's why it hurt so much, because we dropped two points. Um, whereas, uh, you know, sorry, we dropped a point at least tonight, I think, you know, to come away from Anfield with a point in the bag uh, when they're when they're unbeaten there for 65 games, is it would have been a brilliant result. There's no doubt about it. No one would argue with that. So I think a draw would have been a fair result. Um, yeah, it's just gutting that we that we we let that one white in at the death. You know, if it look again, if it had scored in the, if it had scored two in the first half, you probably wouldn't have begrudged it, would you? Do you know what I mean? You'd be like, well, you know, they probably deserved the two. Um, and then if the result's 2-1 at the end, you kind of go, well, fair enough. But it didn't pan out like that, and that's football. So, you know, we dust ourselves off. We pick ourselves up. We go again Sunday. Come on, you Spurs. One, uh, just one last question. I'm going to delay the break for one last question. I'll come to you with it, uh, Jamie. At Jay Keaveney said, uh, do you think Delhi's absence has allowed the Son-Kane partnership to flourish like it has? And he made a very small cameo this evening, but I thought it was quite a, quite a good uh, take on it and, and, and one to ponder, actually, as a question. Um, well, look, I, I think obviously they have formed an, a magnificent partnership, but you still feel as though there is one, one more person missing. Um, you know, you look at all the top sides, I think there was a comparison of of goals scored in terms of the best uh, front threes in Europe. And they were all threes. It was Neymar, uh, Mbappe, and then I cut off. Of course, I've forgotten the other player from PSG. And then there was Bayern Munich. They've got Gnabry, Sane uh, and Lewandowski. They've all got three, all the top teams. And then, of course, tonight they had Firmino, uh, Salah and Mane. So I think Spurs, you know, you are missing maybe that one more quality player. So, yes, maybe in a way, Delhi's absence. Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale. Yeah, um, it's uh, yeah, it's frustrating, um, and it is frustrating. You know, it's, it was tonight was a really an opportunity for him to come into the team. Unfortunately, he wasn't there, and that is so bitterly frustrating. But you know, maybe over time it might happen for Gareth Bale. But you know, currently it's it's you know you just feel as though we're missing that one more attacker um, to really kind of maybe maybe it might have been slightly different tonight if we'd have had that extra attacker on the pitch and to make the difference. Okay, right. Hold that thought, people, because we're going to take a break. Uh, we might even look at this uh, option of another attacker, and I might even throw out a fantasy Tottenham question in the second half. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back very soon. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey, from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. And welcome back to the last word on Spurs. So uh, therapy coming to an end. Feeling a little bit better for gathering the thoughts of the uh, 
chaps and the troops in the virtual studio here, our Zoom studio. And um, we finished the first half talking about maybe another striker coming into Spurs. So I'm going to go into the realms of fantasy and seeing that the uh, incoming Barcelona president or, or one of those in the running was talking about letting one Lionel Messi go. And um, after all the hullabaloo that had been, he was staying, he was going, he was staying, he was going. Surely, surely Lionel Messi would like a swan song to play under Jose Mourinho. I'll start with you, Chris. Any room in this Spurs team for one Lionel Messi to uh, to make his stamp on the Premier League? Yeah, it'd be a good sub, wouldn't he? Harry Kane and Hoodman <laughs> up front. <laughs> no, it'd be absolutely awesome. Um, just wouldn't pay his wages, though, would we? We've got Gareth Bale at the moment, and if Gareth Bale comes in, um, you know, when he comes back from injury and gets gets some decent form, that'd be good. But um, yeah, it, it would be one hell of a signing. Uh, like Lionel Messi, but it's just, you know, dreaming. You're dreaming, crackers. It's never, ever happened. But when you think oh, so long, so long, that we've, we've all gone on about strikers, you know, us needing a striker. Carlos Vinicius comes in. Gareth Bale comes in. We haven't even spoken about them tonight, about, um, you know, mm. options. Um, you know, Carlos Vinicius didn't even get on the bench at the weekend, didn't even get on the bench today. Um, Gareth Bale not involved as well through injuries, but... Um, you know, Harry Kane and Hoodman Son have certainly done the business this season and, you know, they, they have been in fine form. Jamie, there's uh, see some small talk about uh, Gareth maybe going back uh, to Real Madrid because of Zidane and the situation with him. So he's looking, there's talk that he might want to go back. So if he goes out, surely there's room for yeah. another uh, Spanish La Liga superstar to come in. Tell me there is. Yeah, well, I, I think we've already got, you know, one of the best Argentinian forwards in the world, really, and Eric Lamella to come back into the team. So, you know, you struggle to see where he comes into the team, really. But um, no, I've, no, I've, look, of course, Messi would, you know, you, that's a dream signing. But as Chris said, it's, you know, it's absolute fantasy, unfortunately, for Spurs. You know, we've had some great Argentinian players down the years. Um, so, yeah, I mean, does that attract him? I don't think it does, but no, it would be a lovely signing if it happened. Lee, finally for you, as uh, Jamie said, what a heritage of Argentinians we've had at the club. We Surely we can send Ozzy Ardiles over on a little mission just to, uh, you know, go and have a little bit of barbecue with Lionel and uh, wax lyrical about coming to Tottenham. And uh, surely, surely we can make well, it happen, can't we? I think... I think there's a possibility, but uh, I don't think he works hard enough. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're getting aside from his work rate. Uh, do you know what I mean? I think he might be a bit of a luxury player, as Jose. Jose would call him out, wouldn't he? He'd call him out week one. He'd start giving it large. Like, no, like, you're not working hard enough, Messi. You're not working hard enough. Get out of the team. <laughs> Can you imagine Lionel Messi being asked to do the job? <laughs> yeah, like track back. We, we, we've got a back six here today, Messi. Do you know what I mean? Get, get yourself involved. Yeah. Playing at Stoke away and, and West Bromwich Albion away and, you know, grinding results out of Burnley. I can't wait. Yeah, tough places to go, to be fair. No, they are tough. Jamie, honestly, mate, they are tough places to go. <laughs> the ultimate fantasy, of course, would have been Lionel Messi coming in whilst Harold Redknapp was in charge, wasn't it? And Harry telling him, just go and can run around a bit. Just, just go and have a go. We're going to have a go today. I'll tell you what, we, we've set up. We're going to go and have a go. Messi, 
off your trot, mate. Just do what you like. Go and have a go. Nico, that, Nico it, Crunch loving it. Nico Crenshaw pinging balls into Lionel Messi. Through boys from Crenshaw. Fantastic. Hoofs, hoofs up the pitch. Hoofs up the pitch from Kabul, mate. Loving it. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. All right, look, before we move on to the uh, Leicester previews and gathering some thoughts and uh, going again after the disappointment of tonight, gutted but not annoyed, I think, is the uh, is the take we can uh, all go home with uh, from, from the uh, Anfield trip. Um, the round of 32 draw-up was made for the Europa League on Monday. And um, I'll just run through it quickly, if you will indulge me. You've got Ralph Sociedad Manu, Wolfsburg, uh, or Wolfsburg. So I've seen some places Wolfsburger, some places Wolfsburg in Austria, Tottenham, Olympiacos, PSV, Prague, Leicester, Young Boys, Leverkusen, da 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 da. You, you can see it online. Anyway, I've had a look through, and Ralph Sociedad, top of the league, top of La Liga. Tottenham, were top when I've done this list, now second. Olympiacos, top of their league. PSV, they play second. Slavia Prague, top. Leicester, third. Young Boys, top. Leverkusen, top. Kravenda, uh, I, I, I will master how to say that. I think it's about 600 points at Scrabble. Top of the league. AC Milan, top of the league. Dynamo Kiev, top of the league. Brug, top. You can see where I'm going. 14 of them 32 are top of the league. The only team letting it all done in the 32 is, guess who? That mob down the road. They're, they're the only ones that don't sort of feature in and around top to six and I think there's one I think Hoffenheimer in 12th not doing so great ironically Arsenal the only team to win every game to in their league to get into the 32 so I'm saying that this year winning the Europa League is going to be harder than winning the Champions League it, it, it really is Lee I'll come to you first on that and the draw was really kind to us, to be honest, given the quality that is in the competition this year, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the key thing is, is that there's some uh, some draws in there that you would have wanted to avoid both of them teams and, and they've got each other. Do you see what I mean? So like, you know, Benfica, Arsenal, for example. So it's a, it's a beautiful game for Big Yan to go and take the Gooners down, for example. So, um, you know, I think that's uh, I think that's quite interesting. Um, and, and I think that, you know, again... Uh, just looking at some of the fixtures here, because I'm I'm writing furiously in my little blue book here with different um, different like little little mini leagues. Obviously, we don't start them uh, them uh, Europa League rounds again until the 18th of February. So it's quite late actually. I, I thought it might have been earlier. That it was quite late considering of a condensed season, meaning that we've now got you know just to co concentrate on that domestic. Uh, the domestic season now for what for, for, for the next two and a half months, and it, I know I know it's maybe only two months, but the amount of games that we play over the Christmas period is quite phenomenal, isn't it? In in the in the UK in the Premier League, so um, it's a really good draw for us. I mean, I think at the time of the draw, Wolfsburger in Austria uh, were seventh in their league. Um, we get the the away draw first, which I, I like in the in the Europe knockout competition. So to come back, you know, uh, again, and and we're set up. I think we said this before. We're set up perfectly for for two legged football, European two legged football. Go away, don't lose. Come home, batter them. 
that that's the way that you're going to get through the you know the 32 to 16 the, the QFs and the the SFs and, and hopefully to the final so you know if we can keep them draws I think what I was surprised about and because I went been in the Europa for it sounds weird doesn't it we haven't been in the Europa for a few years so I thought that you get drawn and then you knew what your opponents were as well in this in the next round but does that not come until later on in the draws or am I just making that up yeah I thought I thought you got drawn against 32 and then you could see in the last 16 who you already got as well is that is that just Champions League I don't know if there is a, a pathway. I'll throw that over to Jamie or Chris if they've had a had a look at this and if you get that sort of pathway the same as the Champions League, that might that might be one homework for the listeners to, to go and have a little look. But I've, I've certainly not seen anything that would suggest that, to be honest. But uh, I'll bow to other people's knowledge if they've got anything on that. Well, I'm guessing because because of um, teams being seeded now and you can't draw against teams from your own country and stuff, then you can't necessarily do that. So I guess maybe after this round, when anyone can play each other, then maybe that comes into play. But yeah, I think that's a good point. It's uh, homework for the listeners, for sure. Chris, coming to you, uh, any knowledge on this Wolfs- Wolfsburg in, in Austria? I, I, I did take a look at their Twitter account because, of course, Everybody's now judged on the amount of followers that they have. That's you know not, not not the character of the person or anything. It's how many followers you have. And I noticed that they're in there with six and a half thousand followers. And uh, I did I did chuckle. I was thinking to myself, oh, Spurs are playing a team I've got three times the amount of followers of. <laughs> well, no, they're they're a very small club in Austria, and uh, you know they're they've only been in Europa League competition a couple of times. And uh, I think it's a very, very favourable draw for Tottenham. You know, I think that we'll get results in both games. I think Jose Mourinho can, uh, you know, put, um, you know, a lot of the, the the fringe players, if that's the right word, you know, to, you know, in both of these games. And I think that Tottenham will win this one comfortably. And uh, I've got a really good feeling about the Europa League this season. I know that some of the Champions League teams have just come in, but I'm one of these people when when you're in the draw. I don't want an easy one. I don't want a hard one. I don't care who we face because when when you win these cups, when you win these competitions, um, and I'm saying that like we win them all every year, you know. Um, but you know, I really want trophies at Tottenham. You know, I always go on about trophies, as you all know. And uh, but I've got a really good feeling about the Europa League, and I always want to play. Um, you know, the good teams. You know, the the um, the good teams in the competition because you always have to beat the best to win anything. Um, but I think that Tottenham have been very lucky and very fortunate this season so far in the competitions that we've played in, that we've been drawn against, uh, you know, the easier teams like Stoke, for example, next week, you know, in the League Cup, it could have been a lot worse. Um, but, you know, in the Europa League, I can just see us going all the way. Now, I'm with you, Chris. I have got a good feeling about this. And uh, Jamie, I'll, I'll come to you and uh, sorry to be like the old granddad I am and start talking about yesteryear. But th- this competition this year is reminding me a lot of 1984 when we won it. And we was up against some absolutely stonking teams back then, uh, Bayern Munich. And uh, there was a lot of teams flying at that time. Same same as this year. So is there anybody that you wouldn't... I'll, I'll, I'll bring you away from 1984 yeah. now. Okay, how old was you in 1984, mate? Yeah, I don't even know. I remember but it so well. Me, you know? it was, 
there was a lot of great teams in it. They're really, really good teams. A lot of teams at the top of their league, but we beat on the way to the to the final. So there, there is shades of it. But is there anybody that we really need to be looking at and thinking, yeah, we've we've got to be on our toes if we draw them? Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, one thing that was definitely for sure is that there was a number of teams or top teams that did draw each other in this round. Uh, I think uh, John from Lily White Rose, one of our own, kind of put out a tweet saying that uh, I think Lille drew uh, Ajax. They're two very strong teams. I know Lille a strong team in France and obviously Ajax come down from the Champions League. You've got Manchester United uh, playing Real Sociedad, as you said. They're now, they are now dropped into second after tonight in La Liga. So, But they're still a very strong side. So... There are a number of very tough sides, um, but look, I, I really fancy our chances this year. I still think that we are one of the strongest teams uh, in the competition this year. We've obviously got people who are well experienced in this competition. Jose Mourinho's won it twice uh, out of two attempts. Obviously, Sergio Reguilon won it with uh, Sevilla last year, um, and we've you know we've got lots of experience in uh, players who have gone far in European competitions. Um, obviously, Gareth Bale will have great experience of that. Um, so. As I said, there's lots of experience of, of, of people in that team that know how to win this trophy. So um, I think that would definitely stand us in good stead. But do you know what? I don't I don't fear any of the teams that we're going to play. I think that Jose Mourinho and the way that we play, I think it's perfect. going to suit knockout football. The way that we go to get results, we set up to win football matches. So that's going to stand us in really good stead, along with our experience in this competition. So um, I, I don't actually fear any team. I think we can go and beat any team in, in the competition. Lee, I'll come to you finally on this round of uh, 32. Do you fancy a little bit of Tottenham v Arsenal in Gdansk in the final? What were you up. saying about that? I'll tell you what I love about Gdansk is the, uh, is the quiz that we did on it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good thing about it. Um, I, I know a few, a few of us have already booked some, uh, some hotels in Gdansk uh, ready for the final. Uh, Chris Cowlin being one of them. I know uh, John Lillywhite-Rose, one of our own, is also one of them. Uh, I've shelled out a few of my uh, hard-earned pounds on a hotel in Gdansk um, as well. So uh, I think, you know, yeah, is the answer to that. I think we're going to get there. Um, and look, if we don't, we don't. You know, that's the reality. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confident that... I, I, I'll go back to what Jason, one of our own, says as well, Jason McGovern, because he, he's very level-headed when it comes to this, is that it's always about mixing, you're getting to the business end of the season, right? The quarterfinals of the Europa League or the semifinals of the Europa League, they are then mixed in with any any um, latter stages of the FA Cup that you're in. If you're in the top four hunt or if you're in the title hunt, which we hope to be in as well, you're going to be you're going to be having games, not only coming thick and fast, but you're going to be playing situations whereby, I don't know, you've got Arsenal away in the league, right? Which is, which is a massive game. And then three days later, you're playing a uh, FA Cup uh, quarter final or sixth round, um, uh, fifth round tie in the FA Cup, which we want to get through. And then two, three days later, that you're playing, I don't know, Man City away, and then you got to go to uh, uh, you know some some European team, and you know in the second leg. Do you know what I mean? So it, it, it's it's condensed in that way. It's not just so much when you and I think we've learned this from this Europa League uh, campaign so far. Teams are difficult. Like, regardless, Antwerp, yeah, who are they? You know, like, nine times out of ten, you bring them to lane, we batter them. But you go to their place in a situation where you've got other games on your mind and you've got another, uh, um, you know, another fixture to, to play in the Premier League and it, and it can take its toll. So, I think the question is, you know, I think we'll do well in Europa League and I've got a funny feeling as well. Maybe it's hope more than expectation, but, you know, I, I do expect us to do well. But I think that 
you know, I remember when we got beaten by Kaiserslautern. Do you remember that when in the Europa League oh, and we got beaten by, and we never yeah. should have got beaten by Kaiserslautern. You have a laugh, but classic Spurs, we did. Um, you know, when we got beaten by um, uh, Basel, or again, that shouldn't have been, we shouldn't have lost. And Mo Salah, I think, remember that game? I think he had a blind of that yeah. game. Uh, he was playing for them back then. So, you know, so I, I don't... If there's one thing we've all learned, and we all know this anyway, like in football, nothing's a given. And we all also know that it's all fine margins. We've got to be at the top of our game as much as we can consistently in the league, in the cups, and that's how we're going to win. And I think that by getting Jose Mourinho uh, involved and having that, that 300 days that he's been banging on about this week or, or that year in charge, it's given us a chance. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And we, we can go and win. And, and I do agree with Chris. Chris, Trophies are coming, right? Aren't they? Aren't they? Rich, Rich, I want to know what you're drinking tonight because you're talking about Messi signing for Spurs and you're talking about Arsenal getting in cup finals this season. <laughs> just, just Yorkshire tea for me this evening. No, no cans of the local brew, Tropical, which I can thoroughly, thoroughly recommend, let me tell you. <laughs> but listen, if we do make the final and I can't get a hotel uh, anywhere, Lee or Chris, well, would you mind if I come and crash on Gdansk floor with you? Uh, would that be okay? Yeah. Oh, I see what you did problem. there, fella. Loving it, mate. You bring it. <laughs> of course, mate. Always welcome, mate. We could do a we could do a live pod from uh, from Gdansk. How about that? You know, live <laughs> li- a live situation. Get the listeners involved. Be amazing. Oh, I'd on Gdansk floor, wouldn't I? You'd be loving it on the Gdansk floor, mate, all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, super stuff. All right, listen, let me just remind you once again that uh, DJ Amy Lauren always does her pre-game mix, a bit of dance music to get you on the uh, dance floor. Can you see what I've done now? And uh, yeah, every game she puts a little mix out at DJ Amy Lauren. Always great stuff. Always good to have a little bop along to. So go and check uh, Amy out on the socials. That's all good stuff. And just another little Ron update for you. Our friend that's in the care home and uh, was looking for some birthday cards. Um, They've literally had to set up their own sorting office in Chinkford, East London for him. And people have been dropping off parcels there and tops and shirts and programs and everything. So uh, you've really, really got on point now, Tottenham fans. And uh, last word on Spurs fans, well done to you. That's that's all brilliant. So listen, we're going to take another little break now to bring you some previews of the Leicester game. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back to discuss that upcoming game and discuss also a bit of Spurs Bounce back ability. I don't know if it's in the dictionary yet. If it's not, it should be. But uh, we'll give you our thoughts on that too. So don't go anywhere and we'll be back very soon. Yeah, it's tough to take. Um, You know, we came here with a plan. We had a good few chances that in the last few matches that have gone in for us tonight, didn't quite have that, uh, that bit of luck and we got stung by two disappointing goals really. People talk about fine margins, big moments in these types of games, and we just saw it in front of us tonight, didn't we? Yeah, it was um, it was a tough game. With you know, it was a lot of defending to be done. Literally, every man on the park had to do it, but we put a lot of effort in, and unfortunately tonight it didn't go our way. It says a lot about where we are. I mean, say uh, Jose was was said we he felt we deserved to win. I mean, it says a lot when 
we're coming to a place like Anfield where they haven't lost for so long, champions, and we, we play well and disappointing not to take some at home with us. Yeah, I think so. I think you know the mindset we had was we were coming here to win, and I said earlier we had some very good chances to to kind of firstly get us back in the game, but also we had a couple we could first at the start of the second half where we could have gone a couple of goals up even. So yeah, it's tough to take, but um, look, it's a long season. We've got a long time to get it right. What's it like in the dressing room? Need, need I ask? Yeah, it was, everybody's pretty down, pretty disappointed, but look, we're we're a mature enough we're a mature enough group now that we know what's needed to to show in the next game. Leicester's next. It's an important game. Yeah, it's gonna be another challenge. Look, they're at a great start of the season, and um, it's gonna be a tough, tough game. Like I said, they've they're full of quality. Top manager, it'll be a tough one. Okay, Jose, tough one to take tonight. Play well. Yeah. Yeah. If it was a draw, I wouldn't be jumping. I wouldn't be jumping of happiness because the draw would be the minimum, the minimum for what we did. But to lose it is is, is hard. But we lost. People will talk about big moments. I mean, we had chances at one all, didn't we? And Stevie at the inside of the post. No, we had chances and uh, we had chances in the moment where. Um, uh, they were suffering. Uh, of course, I know that is a, a word that people love it, which is possession. But for me, it's not possession. For me, it's what you do when you have the ball, how dangerous you are when you have the ball. And in the in the second half, we, we got in the face of the keeper two times, three times. We have to score and win the game, period. There is no, there is no story. Score the goal, three points, go home, and no more talk. Shows how far we've come now, isn't it, if we're disappointed not to, to get anything from here. Yeah. Thank you for having me on, guys. Uh, Lee Chappie here. Follow me at Lee underscore Chappie on Twitter. You can also find me at Lee Chappie on YouTube. Please hit the subscribe button as well if you do find me. Um, look, I'm going to get straight to the point. We've both got midweek games against the two uh, Scouser sides. One Reds, one Blues. We've got the Blues, you've got the Reds. 32 games between Leicester and Tottenham Hotspur. Nothing split in the sides. 13 apiece and six draws. So it's very close between the two sides. Premier League title separating us. Wink, wink. Jokes aside, 3-0 on the last one at Spurs Stadium. You absolutely destroyed us. We did have quite a fair few players out on that game. Uh, and in general, that season, we were on the decline because of the injuries with Ricardo Pereira. Uh, Madison took a bit of an injury to his knee. Dennis Pratt as well, in and out, shaking all about. Uh, you know, Tsiunchu suffered a, a, a terrible injury. And Didi did as well. So we, we were on the down down spiral that season and uh, and you got a good win to be fair I'm not there's no excuses we lost as simple as that and you destroyed our Champions League uh, run I think to, to secure Champions League football but I won't go on about last season. It's all about this season. Uh, Leicester's squad is looking a little bit healthier. We are near the top with you boys, uh, considering we still don't have Ricardo Pereira. Uh, Seonchu is also not in the squad yet either. Uh, both featured for Europa League uh, clashes, but both uh, been pulled back out, particularly Seonchu, who had to had to be pulled from 12 minutes from his game back um, so I don't think you'll see those boys but you will see the Belgium international Timothy Castagna who took an injury and has been out for about probably eight weeks maybe six weeks now uh, so you probably will feature him I'll get you my predicted sort of lineup uh, that I have on screen so if you are watching on the uh, on the video you'll see the, the the lineup how it looks Jamie Vardy sitting probably up top James Madison will feature had an absolute worldie against Brighton uh, at the weekend 
Kenge's Under the Undertaker will probably feature. Maybe Bond might feature in the second half as well. Uh, he f performed phenomenal as well in the Europa League. Uh, Yuri Tillemans, Ndidi, probably holding role for Ndidi. Potentially might go centre-back if we've got more problems at the back if Timothy Castagna doesn't come in. Um, I can see Brendan Rodgers probably playing Michael Bryan and James Justin as the uh, as the wing backs uh, with a three centre backs of Fafana, Evans and Castagna and Schmeichel in goal. That's how I see our lineup. I can't really see anything else but hey I've been I've been been proved wrong before. Brendan Rodgers likes to turn things around and change formations formations like it's uh, like it's a, a game to him. Um, but overall, I think we really could do with getting a, a result from you boys, particularly from the revenge from the three 0 loss. Jamie Vardy in the uh, in the top twenty now of all time goal scorers in the Premier League, matching Ian Wright. Matching Ian Wright, yeah, that's right. Ian flipping right, as well as Lukaku as well. So Jamie Vardy's on fire right now. I know you boys are on fire too. Uh, Kane's on fire. Uh, it's difficult to split the two sides. It really, really is. I think you guys have probably got a little, probably a little bit of better quality about you boys. But at the same time, Leicester are on fire right now. Again, uh, momentum seems to be shifting our way. I'm going to go with a, I'm going to go with a 2-2 a though. I'm going to go for a draw between the two sides to add to the tally of draws. That's, that's it. That's all I've got for you boys. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, and I shall see you very soon, guys. Good luck for the game. And uh, and follow me at Leon Score Chappie on Twitter and YouTube. Cheers, guys. Hello there. Jamie here from Leicester Fan TV. Merry Christmas to you all. As I'm walking along the beach in Alcudia, Mallorca, where we've lived for the last 16 years running the Foxes Arms, I thought I'd give you my views on the Spurs-Leicester game this coming Sunday. I think we'll play a three at the back to be honest, uh, with wing-backs. Although Brendan does like throwing the odd curveball in and he might just come out and play four at the back like he does in Europe. But I think, to be honest, playing away at Spurs, we'll be playing a three at the back with two wing-backs. I think Casper oh, Schmeichel will be in goal. Michael Brighton and James Justin will be the two wing-backs. Uh, Little Wes, Wes Fofana, will be there with Christian Fuchs and Johnny Evans will be back into the team after his suspension against Everton after his fifth booking against Brighton. Uh, Wilf and Didi will play as the central defensive midfielder instead of Papi Mendy, which is a bit of a shame because Papi Mendy's done nothing wrong at all since uh, Wilf got injured. Um, I think you'll find the midfield will be a combination of Perez, Madison and Tillemans and maybe Harvey Barnes instead of Perez, but we never know about that one. Um, and then Jamie Vardy will be up top. And he does like scoring goals against Spurs. So hopefully he can net one, maybe two, hopefully. Um, and then Chengazunda, he should be on the bench. He'll make an impression coming on later in the game, I think. Uh, we've got a few injuries. Uh, Soyunku is still out, or, or but very close. Castagna is still out, but close. Uh, Pereira, he's still out. He's a little bit away. And Daniel Amati, he's done his hamstring, but he's back in training. So he's two or three away, weeks away. So the, 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 strength is, the strength and depth is coming back. So hopefully we'll be better. We've not had the best of luck at your place recently or even at the King Power. But I'm going to go for a two-all draw, I think. Because my view is, in the Premier League, do not lose away. 
that's where I want to if, you lose, if you're going to point away from home in the Premier League I think that's a fantastic result so I'm going for a two-all draw get a point come on you Foxes cheers for listening thank you and we're back and thank you so much for that preview of the upcoming Leicester game they come thick and fast so let's get round the, the Zoom room uh, we'll start with you Lee Leicester Leicester away, bounce back ability and a response to this evening. We'll build off of it. Bit of motivational speaking from Jose. Surely, 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 Leicester is going to get the uh, the whiplash of this, aren't they? Well, I think I think they might do. Uh, I think they will. I think it's in there. I think we're going to have a reaction. Look, they're they're off the back of two defeats. Um, they're not playing very well um, at the moment. Uh, that said, they have uh, the second highest uh, points away. Uh, from home in the Premier League this year. So they're better away from home than they are at home. Uh, I think the fans would have made a massive difference. I was in the ballot this week um, for, for, for my ticket. I don't know if I was going to get one or not, but I was in the ballot. Um, but unfortunately, because London gone into tier three, so there's going to be no fans again. So that might that might help Leicester a little bit. Uh, when the fans were back for the North London derby, although it was only 2,000 fans, it sounded like 20,000. It was outstanding. Um, so uh, I think that's a bit of a shame. But when, when you actually look at, uh, you know, our... Last year and, and what we've done and, and what we've been doing against Leicester most recently and that that bit of rivalry that you had in the 15-16 season, obviously when we was chasing them down, there is a bit of bite about this game. I think Leicester a little bit. We've had some big ding dong games against them in that in that year, 15-16. They come to the old White Hart Lane, the, the amazing God. Just let me reminisce on that for a sec. It's amazing, um, and uh, and I think it was a hoof header, wasn't it? We lost one nil. It was absolutely teeming down with rain that day and a bloody hoof header um and you know they got they lot they they beat us one nil and obviously went on to, to win a title that year um and then other other exchanges most recently i remember being at wembley when was at wembley stadium that bizarre end of the season game against leicester city when we beat them five four i mean uh you know it was an absolutely bizarre um uh, bizarre game but we ended up winning that um and obviously last season or, or uh, i say last season it was last season but in um project restart we absolutely annihilated them. Classic counter-attacking football and beat them 3-0. And I remember after that game, everybody, I say everybody, some people on Twitter, let's let's get it right. It's not the fan base, it's the Twitter fan base, right? So some people on the Twitter fan base was like criticizing, oh, we had not, not a lot of possession and this. But we battered them 3-0. We absolutely took them a new one. And I think that's in our locker um for for, for this time around as well. So um It'd be interesting, actually, and, and again, I'll bring it up because I think George made a really good point a couple of pods ago, George Sessions, the great George Sessions that we had on uh, the other day. And he said about, should you be, should we be resting Son or Kane or whatever for maybe the Palace game? Um, I, I'm not saying that we should be resting them, but, you know, we've got to be getting a Gareth Bale back in his side. We've got to be giving, you know, Delhi's been getting a couple of minutes here and there all of a sudden in the Premier League. Um, maybe it's because we're going to have a big run. And you know we have to beat Leicester. There's no, there's, this isn't not this isn't oh let's take we'll take a draw bullshit. This is we have to win. So we need to go out there and we need to. I don't care if on the front foot we low block. I'm not bothered because I, I think that we will we can tear them apart. But make no bones about it, crackers. We have to win this football match. That will take us to 11 points in our little mini league behind where we wanted to be by one point, but right still in the mixer. And when and when you look at the table and you look at the other the, the, the look at the other fixtures, you know. Um, Liverpool got to go away to Crystal Palace on the early kickoff, um, and 
Um, you, you, you know, Jurgen Klopp hates the early kickoff and whatever it might be, on, on that's on a Saturday. So hopefully they, you know, Palace do what they did to us in midweek and they and they nick some points off them and and we can go back to top of the league. But we have to win on Sunday for sure. No, absolutely. It's uh, Sunday the twentieth uh, of December. That classic kickoff time of fifteen fifteen, Jamie, uh, on a Sunday. Uh, real traditional football time, just bizarre. Why quarter past? I don't know, but uh, I suppose it's to do with the TV scheduling. How do we set up against Leicester, Jamie? Do we go mid block, low block, or why don't we have a go for once? So set up and just and just have, have a go. Yeah, we're, no, we're, I, we're gonna live on this. Mm, um, well, do, do you know what? I remember back to last season and towards the end of Project Restart, um, I think we had a really impressive performance against Leicester. And again, it was working on the counter-attack. We knew that Leicester did have threats. Of course they do. They've got James Madison. They've got Vardy. Of course, Madison, I think he scored a couple uh, recently. So they do have lots of threats. And, but I think we'll continue to play the way we have been doing. I think we will respect Leicester. I think they are a good side. So I can see us playing the way that we have done against maybe Arsenal, uh, Manchester City, where um, we will play on the counter. So we did it very well at the end of last season. But um, look, I, th I think tonight um, it's it's kind of a make or break moment for Spurs. And I think it's one that will make us. I think it's one where we've got to learn from it and we've got to realise kind of where we went wrong tonight. And I just feel as though the, the manager that Jose Mourinho is, the kind of the way they analyse things, I think they'll look at tonight and they'll really... Um, they'll grow from it and they'll and they'll definitely improve from tonight. I think it's a very tough result to take, of course, but I think it's it's something that we'll definitely learn from and make us a bit stronger. So, you know, it's all about getting that reaction on the weekend. I, I do really believe that we'll get that reaction from the team. Um, I, I think it's going to be a very tough game, of course. I think Leicester, you know, they, they're obviously we've seen some crazy results, but they're still a very, very strong side. So I can see us setting up in a similar way we did against Man City, against Arsenal, in terms of looking to counter them and, and, and maybe going for that low block. But um, I just, you know, it's got to be three points in the weekend, as Lee said. Chris, coming to you finally on this, same team as tonight, or is there anybody you would bring back, swap out, or uh, different different tactics for you in this game against Leicester? Um, virtually the same team. I'd like to see Sergio Reguilon come in uh, for Ben Davis. I think he's a uh, uh, you know much better left back and more attacking, and you know been very impressed with him since his arrival from Real Madrid in the summer. Um, but you know when you look at Leicester's record, they're only one point behind us now in the Premier League. They're sitting in fourth, and they have lost five games out of thirteen. You know when when could you have said that? You know a team losing five games at this stage of the season and sitting in the top four. I know it's a mad season so far. You know there are. Uh, what eight points separating first to, to tenth? It's all it, you know. Teams are beating one another. You know it's quite mad at the moment. But you know Leicester are beatable. You know all of these next six games for Spurs. You know very very important. As I said at the start, you know the, the seventh game from now is Liverpool at home. You know so to to get results in these sorts of games. You know, we beat Leicester 3-0, you know, as Lee said in Project Restart, you know, good counter-attacking football. Harry Kane scored a couple of fantastic goals that day. Um, you know, I'm expecting much the same. And you know, it's all about the reaction now after the defeat. I know Jamie is saying about, um, you know, it was a poor performance today. I don't agree with that. I think that the performance tonight was good. I think if Stephen Bergvine would have scored, and I think if Harry Kane would have scored, you know, the header from a couple of yards out, 
we wouldn't be having any of this, you know, poor performance, um, you know, talk. You know, we'd all be talking about a fantastic three points at Anfield. Um, so I don't think that we've done a lot wrong. Jose Mourinho, you know, set up a certain way tonight and, and we played to that. And I think that he will set up again, you know, in a certain way against Leicester to get the three points. And that is what I love about our manager right now, because he is setting up every single game to win. You know, many people criticise Jose Mourinho saying, you know, he parks the bus, he's playing for a draw, he's going to places like Anfield and, and, and goes to difficult places, you know, parking the bus, playing for a draw. He's not doing that at all. There's, there's, there's no evidence that we're, we're going away to difficult places playing for draws. You know, he wants to win every single game. He knows deep down that we're title contenders. He knows deep down that, you know, it don't take a brain surgeon to look at the Premier League table and think, you know, what's going on here? You know, you've got um, Chelsea sitting in sixth at the moment, six points away from top. You've got Manchester City in eighth, Man United down in ninth. You know, Arsenal, you know, let's mention them, only five points away from relegation zone in 15th. You know, it's fantastic. You know, it's a really good Premier League table at the moment. Tottenham, you know, the, the number one, you know, London team in the moment. And uh, I can't see that changing. You know, I think the Tottenham are real title contenders. And I think it's all about reaction and getting back to winning ways on Sunday against Leicester. And I can see it happening. And I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. Stirring, stirring stuff, Mr. Carlin. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Love it, love it. Oh, Cr- uh, crackers, just want to quickly add. Just want to quickly add yes. to, to that as well. When when you look through the last the most the five recent meetings, Spurs five, Leicester four, Leicester nil, Spurs two, Spurs three, Leicester one, Leicester two, Spurs one, Spurs three, Leicester nil. And that that defeat that uh, come out at King Power Stadium at 2-1, if you remember, it was when Kane tripped over and still scored. And then we had a perfectly good goal ruled out for VAR offside when Serge Oye scored an absolute blinder. And then they scored, uh, it was a Madison and Vardy, I think there were two people that scored that day. But Madison scored a bloody free kick or near, you know, curled one in. And uh, so I suppose the point I'm making is, the games between us, they're, 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 they are relatively um, close. Now, 3-0 Leicester, when we came them on the counter-attack, I've just looked at the stats. Well, how many shots on target do you think we had that game? Uh, just the ones that went in, I bet. Exactly I? that. We had I three think, shots yeah, on yeah. target. We had three shots on target and, and scored all three. So, again, that clinical edge, bang, bang, get him in the back of the net. And it, like, like what you were just saying, Chris, if we'd done that tonight, we get the three points. That's how close the, 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 you know, the league is and the games are. You know, I think Leicester have got a really good away record. Um, they they typically don't play on the counter-attack under Brendan Rodgers, but they've still got loads of pace in behind. Defensively, we've been very, very good. I agree with you, Crackers. Maybe we should go and have a go. But the, the games that we've gone and had a go at so far this season, we battered Newcastle, we drew. We battered West Ham, we drew. We battered Palace in, in fits and starts in the first half and, and after they scored. And we drew. So so you, you look at some of that, maybe we didn't batter Palace so much, but we had like uh, more possession, seven, eight uh, attempts yeah. on target and this, that and the other. So the games that we've gone gone a little bit more gung-ho at, we've ended up kind of kind of coming unstuck. And it's that whole defensive display of, of, of making sure that we're not, we're not easy to beat. So I think we can go and, yeah, and batter. I don't, I'm not so sure, but I think we can definitely beat Leicester. And like Chris, I'm actually going for a clean sheet this time, man. I'm going for a 2 0 Tottenham win. Good stuff. Jamie, a score from you. Do you want to do a score prediction or are you keeping your powder dry? <laughs> um, no, no, I will do a score prediction. I, I, I'm very confident for the week. And as I said, I, I do think we'll get a response. I think that Mourinho and, and Jao Sacramento, as I said, they're obviously fantastic analysis and they'll go away. 
and they'll look at what we did, maybe where we were kind of, we were fell short tonight um, in the areas that we did fall short. So I'm sure we'll see a big response on the weekend. And uh, I'm going to go for a 2 0 win for, for Spurs as well. Clean sweet. Crackers, what are you going for? Come on, let's have a prediction out of you, buddy. 2-1, uh, just to be a little bit different. I'm going to give Vardy a goal. Oh, of course, Jamie Vardy will get a goal. Yeah, he will, so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll go 2-1, just just to give a little bit a little bit of edge. So, uh, yeah, we're going for a clean, clean sweep of uh, wins here. So, uh, we'll be back on Sunday to discuss that and then look forward to Stoke as well. But on a day when Tottenham was the width of a poster away and an Eric Dyer foul on the edge of the box doing a corner, it could have been oh so different. And Spurs this evening now in second. But I'm going to take you to Roger Daltrey when he played McVicker in the film of the same name. And when the prison warders came into the cell to deal with him, he said, I might not win this fight, but I'll be the best second you ever see, let me tell you. So uh, stick with it, Spurs fans. There's more to come this season. Twists and turns, we're still there or thereabouts. We'll be back on Sunday, as I said, discussing uh, the Leicester game and much more. But thank you to Jamie. Jamie, good stuff. Cheers. Yeah, thank no, you. very good. That was, yeah, yeah, very, very difficult result to take the way that we kind of lost it at the end. But... Again, I, I definitely think we'll learn from tonight. We'll come away stronger as a team and uh, hope for a big response on the weekend. Nice one. Grandad's finished speaking to you now. Uh, uh, no more questions about 1984. <laughs> Chris, as ever, thank you so much. Trophies are coming. Thank you very much, Crackers. Yeah, a little blip tonight, but the trophies are coming. Come on, you Spurs. Good stuff. And, of course, Mr McQueen... Put the blue book away into the safe until Sunday. And uh, listen, unlucky with that ballot thing and all what's going on. But a man of your means, surely you can hover above the stadium with your private helicopter and watch the game from that, can't you? <laughs> I've got to get aerospace uh, clearance, to be fair, airspace clearance. But uh, I've, I've got that on the, uh, that, that's because it's tier four. I'm not sure I can get that yet. What I would say is <laughs> instead of instead of hovering over the, the, the stadium to watch the, the game in my helicopter, I'm going down the local jet garage to get bags and bags of coal to start shoveling back into this train to get it back on track. Yes, good stuff. All right, ladies and gents, boys and girls, have a good rest of the week and we'll see you very soon. And as ever, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.